Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates, information. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and for some extra free picks on TikTok. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Yesterday, here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pixwiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain how certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us for investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline gives out graded plays on every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answered is on our Discord chat, which can be answered uh, or accessed through Patreon. The link is in the show description. As always, remember, there are no locks in gambling, so what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. That is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Again, we're only covering a subset of games in this episode, so for the full slate of picks, check out the Google Sheet that is linked in the show description. That's all the model picks and projections. And again, a reminder, you can get those earlier than the general public for 10 bucks a month on Patreon. Get those lines before they move overnight. Lastly, please understand the good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to see, it will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, we're recording here on Tuesday night. Uh, as of the time of this recording, the A-grade plays in the model are are seven and one with only one to go. So hey, that's, a, that's a great night right there. That was a great night. I always like when that happens because then when I tee up you or Cousin Jared for the A-plus play of the day, it's like as long as you don't pick the one stanker of the group, you got it, right? It's like I, I try to make your job easy. There's some nights where I – it's you know, it's – some nights, you know, I uh, uh, give out like eight A grade plays and they go like four and four. It's like, man, you really gotta, you really gotta dip and dodge and duck and dive, right? That sort of thing, right? Yeah. If I if I go seven and one on eight A grade plays, you know, it makes your job real easy, right? Yeah, yeah, it makes it easy. I mean, basketball is a hard sport to do, so anytime you uh, you can go seven and one, it makes my life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. So a good a good night for the model. Again, check out all those uh, projections and picks, all that stuff in the Google Sheet uh, that's linked in the show description. Got a bunch of good ones again for you today. But before we get to that, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned that page. But check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits we found there. Doing a lot of fun stuff over on that. Membership budget is $3 per month. www patreon.com slash picks with the professor but even if you're not there we're still thrilled to have you here let's get to it all lines courtesy of bet online sign up link in the show description current as of the time of this recording on tuesday night uh i don't remember how many a plays there are here for wednesday eight or show again uh kind of like on tuesday of all of those your favorite the a plus play of the day I, I i don't know how to talk about this game without the elephant in the room which is the the tragedy at New Mexico state and that situation, which is just bonkers. Um, I, there's a lot of details. We don't really know at this point. We know a lot of players were involved, maybe coaches involved. It's chaos. I don't think we even know who's going to be out on the court for New Mexico state at this point. It may be a shell of the team. Um, and that could really affect things. There's a lot of distractions. Uh, again, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, to some extent, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised they're playing. I'm a little not surprised. At some point, the show has to go on, but also like, God, that's got to be a real distraction for them. We're going to aim to take advantage of that and back uh, Santa Clara here at seven and a half. Uh, Sideline says that this should be 
um, in the seven and a half, eight point range. But again, knowing what we know about the situation with that's if New Mexico State's kind of a normal strength situation or at least close to normal strength. We don't really know how bad it'll be. We don't really know who will be out there. But I mean, this could easily turn into a double digit game, I think, in a heartbeat. Uh, Jake, what's your take on it? Yeah, yeah, that that was the one big reason was oh, I like Santa Clara here because there's no way New Mexico State's got their heads in this game. Yeah. I know traveling probably helps get out of it a little bit, but uh, at least maybe it may be a maybe a long ride out there where that's all you're thinking about is where half my teammates and where my half my coaches or what the heck's going on and you know that sort of stuff too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of craziness with, with all that. So, I mean, that was one reason. Plus, Santa Clara is on a little bit of a roll here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Wyoming, Iona, and Sacramento State, and all those wins are looking better by the day. Um, they're a very fast-paced team and uh, play a very defense. They like the pace plus defense that really can drive the legs out of team. And if New Mexico State short players, that can that can really come back to bite them. Um, they hit the offensive boards hard, uh, and that makes up for some of their offensive inefficiencies. Like they don't, they're not necessarily great shooting, but. If you can throw it up there and get the rebound more times than you don't, that's always good. Uh, they're a very good free throw shooting team, and they've got I'm going to try to say his name, Brandon Protozemski. He's probably going to be the best player on the court almost any time he steps on it, and he's just a very, very solid player, averaging 21 a night right now with about 10 boards. He also leads the team in steals. I mean, it's a New Mexico State team if they're at full strength. It's not a bad team. Don't measure up to Santa Clara full stuff, even adding all the other stuff that's not, not a good matchup for them. Um, they play, or we think they'll still play at this fast pace. We don't know. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know what their plans are there. Um, but so uh, that's, it's a little questionable, but I, I think they're going to be short on guys, short on strength, maybe distracted and going up against a pretty, real, pretty good set. They'll cover this eight that we need. Yeah, and I, I dropped this little nugget on Discord today. I was looking through, analyzing the data a little bit. Totals that the model projects at least two and a half points off have done pretty well. Um, this would be one of those cases the model says uh, about 146 and a half. It's at 149 and a half right now. So the model would indicate an underplay. This one's a tough one to say. I think it's more likely that they play slower in the under hits because if you have less players, you don't necessarily want to run the legs out of everybody. On the other hand, depending on who's out specifically and how that affects the game plan for the coach, it may make them a little bit worse defensively. Um, it may make them, you know, so it's kind of really hard. It's really hard to tell. I guess is all I'm trying to say that in general, my, my thought would be, I do like the under in that spot, but you just never really know how that's going to affect things um, with the team. Uh, both these offenses a little above average, but Santa Clara is even at full strength. Santa Clara's defense is better than New Mexico State's and that uh, at home should give them the victory. And like we always say, it's in a situation like this, like you got multiple ways to cover. You got Santa Clara can just run away with it, be out double digits, um, you know, late in the game and no worries, or it could be a situation where they're up four or five late with about a minute and a half to go get some fouls and can get outside this number two so uh, sitting here at seven and a half is, is a great number that's our a plus play of the day here i'll give you another a grade play said bm central illinois state at home uh laying six to eastern michigan uh, eastern michigan hasn't been 
all that good outside of that one really fantastic game they had against Michigan, which Michigan was kind of floundering there for a couple of games stretch. Maybe that says more about that, you know, stretch that Michigan had more than anything else. Cause otherwise they've been really not that impressive. Uh, I think there's just getting a little bit too much respect from that sideline says this should be about an eight point spread. Uh, eight, eight, eight and a half. So laying the six gets an A grade here. Again, kind of the same thing we just talked about laying a, a reasonable number at home is a pretty comfortable spot to be in lots of ways that we can win this one. Um, both teams have underperformed expectations relative to the model. So at that point, I don't see any reason why the model projection of eight isn't something that should be trusted. So we'll lay the six with Illinois State there as an extra A play for you. Yeah. And I think if this line will kind of move Eastern Michigan's way just because the Moni Bates name might drive in mm. some extra money when people are looking at this. But I think there's been a little bit too much respect given for him in mm. that Michigan game. I think Illinois State's their correct play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got a team in Illinois State that's at least close to league average. Eastern Michigan, as good as Bates can be, um, you know, still overall a pretty weak team and hasn't really lived up to the to the hype of that one game. And we backed them in that one game. That was an yeah. easy win, uh, getting all getting the crazy amount of points we got. But otherwise, again, they've been they've left a lot to be desired other than that one game. Yeah. Um, that'll take us to our best B side. A lot of B grade plays for the model here. The one that you are picking out 6 p.m. Central Eastern Kentucky traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee's laying 26 and a half. The model says that this should be about 28. So we're getting a little bit of value here, laying a number shorter than what the model thinks. Gave it a B grade play. Jake, why do you think this is an investment worthy of the people's money? Like Tennessee right now has got the best defense going at the moment with several different metrics you can look at, but Tennessee's near the top or at the top of every one of them. Um, and, and, a, and a pretty good offense, to be fair, yeah. too. <laughs> a pretty good yeah. team. Yeah, they're, they're a very, very good team right now. They're playing a lot better than they did that weird Colorado game. Um, yeah. Eastern Kentucky's not good. They're, no. they're just they don't definitely don't have the offense to crack this defense, and they don't have a defense to get in the way of Tennessee's offense. Um, like like I said, Tennessee's offense seems to be coming around. They're not so much dependent on the three ball like they were earlier in the year. They figured out closer to the buckets, easier to hit shots. Um, also, Rick Barnes and this Tennessee team really like beating these bad small schools like they yeah but say the t the model had been fading tennessee in some of these big numbers just saying it's too many points and and i'm glad the models on tennessee on this one because i was i was getting kind of a little annoyed at it being like why you we can't tell me take all these points against tennessee tennessee went like 50 it's it's, it's been bonkers yeah like i'll just just a few of the ones that are around the same uh kim palm ranking it's eku uh we've got tennessee tech tennessee won by 32 uh mcneese state tennessee won by 36 alcorn state they won by 54 I don't. <laughs> I knew there was a fifty, and I was like, "That yeah. was just insane that game." Yeah, well, Al Alcorn had eight scholarship players, so that kind of hurt. Uh, but I just, I, I don't see anything Eastern Kentucky wants to do. They're going to be able to do until maybe the last minute and a half of the game. Tennessee should run away from this. It's especially if Vescovi, who's been practicing, plays this game. That adds another offensive weapon that wasn't in that fifty-four point win they just had. Um, and Josiah Jordan James keeps getting a little more minutes. They're they're going to be able to run through this team. I, I would see this one being a lot closer to 50 than I do 26. 
it, it reminds me a lot of the game that cousin Jared and I talked about with Houston and North Florida and the numbers may be a tiny bit smaller. It's, it's a B grade versus an A grade, but it's kind of a similar situation where you've got a team like Tennessee, pretty similar to Houston, um, you know, pretty dang good defense, pretty good offense as well. And has taken care of business against some of these bad teams and a team like Eastern Kentucky is not that dissimilar than North Florida with regards to the fact that, you know, neither team, really that good and it and Houston ended up winning that game by you know 34 or something like that I, I feel like this is pretty similar again every anything could happen in one night right we're, we're talking about trying to project out you know the it's not exactly this simple but kind of think about it you know they play 10 times you know kind of what are we thinking and the general outcome if they play 10 times Tennessee probably wins by about 30 on average um so it's it's one of those where again laying the points makes a lot of sense it's never know how one game's going to play out but um like I said just eerily similar to that Houston game that we just watched where Houston took care of business and I don't see why Tennessee you know why this game plays out drastically different other than just EKU just gets hot and it's a bunch of threes which could obviously happen right yeah that's that's the three-point line is a great equalizer yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll give you a bonus B-side here. I had a handful that I was looking over, but the one that caught my eye the most is 8 p.m. Central, Northern Kentucky. We're, we're, we're fading all the directional Kentucky schools, apparently. <laughs> Nothing against Kentucky. I've enjoyed my time, you know, the time I've spent there. Um, but, but we're going to fade Northern Kentucky here at Washington State. Uh, so we're going to lay 11 and a half with uh, the Cougars here. As sideline says this should be closer to 13. And what caught my eye on this one uh, is the fact that it's two things. Number one, the model has underestimated just how good Washington State's been this year and overestimated Northern Kentucky. So instead of 13, maybe this actually should be more like 14. The other thing that caught my eye with regards to this game is that Northern Kentucky's played exactly one road game this season. They played a lot of home games. A lot of college teams do this, but they're, you know, a lot of the big name schools do this. Northern Kentucky's not one that you would have expected to do that. One road game they played at Florida Gulf Coast, which is a much easier road trip than this one and they lost by 21 and honestly florida gulf coast washington state who knows they're probably pretty similar they're both solid teams um but this is a much tougher road trip i don't know if that one game is any massive indication but i just think northern kentucky is just playing way out of their class here hasn't really had doesn't hasn't well in their one road game doesn't really have a lot of road experience uh so i'm gonna like the 11 and a half here with washington state uh on this one here on wednesday night yeah, this Washington State team seems to be playing towards the expectations that last year's Washington State team had mm. and kind of surprising people in that they're they're pretty solid. There's something to watch out for in that Pac twelve. Yeah, yeah. They're uh the Pac twelve's tough, right? Because it's kind of one of those uh, obviously we know that Arizona's gonna be pretty good. Um we think UCLA will be up there, right? And and you got some of those other teams, um, it's kind of hard to tell exactly with the expectations and uh, who, who's just been disappointing and who's had bad losses and what's real versus just a bad game. It's kind of hard to sort through some of those, uh, some of those teams. Of course, they'll start all playing each other and I don't know, maybe we'll learn more, maybe we won't. It just depends on what they beat each other up, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a, a Pac-12 will be a lot, a lot of fun to watch this year. Yeah. All right. And that'll take us to our Jake on a limb segment, a game that the model has given a C grade to model doesn't really like much here, but Jake, you think you've got an edge 530 PM central to Paul at St. John's uh, St. John's in this game is an eight and a half point uh, favorite. Uh, sideline says it should be about eight. The model did give a C grade pick laying the eight and a half to St. John's uh, Jake. What is your pick on this one and why? Going with sideline, I'm going to take the eight and a half of St. John's. They they are just something special at home. Uh, like that press start, the pressure defense, that first turnover happens, and that crowd gets on you, and it just turns into quicksand and multiplies on you. 
Uh, and then all of a sudden you look up and you're down 15. This, they're the second fastest team out there, and a lot of that has to do with that intense press and up-in-your-face up in pressure defense everywhere on the court, It's and they play really good. DePaul's also a decent team, but a really good pickup in the transfer portal with Emoji Gibson uh, for Texas A&M. But, man, they're already – they're just – they're already having turnover issues. That doesn't help here. They also struggle from teams off the offensive boards, and that St. John's does that very well. Every, everything they don't do well, St. John's does well. Mm. And I think it's a bad matchup for DePaul. I mean, they're a decent team, but this is just a nightmare matchup for them. Yeah, this is a situation where uh, I think if it was like seven and a half, the model would like it a lot more. It doesn't like getting up to this high, uh, high of a number. So you never really know where the number is going to go. If the number comes down, I think it's definitely one that the model would also agree with. Uh, but it, Jake, we always talk about, right, there are these situations where if it is just a bad matchup for the team, maybe that number doesn't matter. We talk about it in football all the, all the time because football, you got more key numbers. I always make the comment, you know, sometimes we're worried about laying seven and a half because we're worried about seven being a key number. And really, we should be more worried about 10 or 14 and we're looking at the we're kind of like we're zigging and zagging and there's a decent chance that the same thing's happening here that the model's looking at it saying eight and a half is a harder number to cover a bigger number you have to be a lot better than the other team but if the matchup's right maybe it shouldn't be worried about eight and a half it should be worried about 11 and a half or, or something bigger like that so uh, you, you think st john's can run away obviously the fact that they play fast makes them give more possessions and that more likely to happen uh, almost the antithesis of the UT Arlington cover uh, or the James Madison cover that yeah. that we got here on Tuesday night. Both of those games, uh, and the James Madison went a little surprisingly how low scoring that game was. I think it went under by like thirty points. Oh, <laughs> but you know, both those lower scoring, slower games, getting a bunch of points makes a lot of sense. It's the opposite of that. Expecting a lot of points, easier to cover a big number. So you're going to lay the eight and a half with St. John's, which takes us to our must see TV segment. 5.30 Central, early start time here. Michigan State at Penn State. Uh, kind of a similar story to what I just said previously. Silent has Penn State here as a 4.7 point favorite. Uh, it's locked in a C-grade pick on Penn State, laying four and a half. A lot of people would look at this and say that Michigan State's the better team here. Um, I think that would be the prevailing just kind of thought process here. But Penn State team actually looking at the metrics, not bad. Uh, Big Ten home court advantages tend to play a little bit above their, you know, among the top home court advantages in the country. Um, Jake, what is your suggestion for the people in what should be an interesting game, uh, kind of sorting through the the middle of the middle middle top ish of the Big Ten here uh, on on people's Wednesday night. Yeah, first off, we got to have a talk with Cousin Jared. He can't be just throwing out terrible watching games on the must-see TV segment. I don't care if he wins or not. Like That's just anti the whole segment. But yeah, <laughs> whatever. But, no, this, this should be a good, borderline great uh, game. Uh, two very even teams going at it. Uh, just I think a lot of it's going to come down to the three-point arc, and I think Penn State is absolutely one of the best three-point shooting teams out there, and they shoot – ton of them it's just outrageous they're they rank top 15 in uh, three-point percentage and they're like top five in three-pointers attempted and michigan state is just anti three-point shots for them they don't like them and they will give them up like crazy and so that's just feeding right into michigan's or penn state's hands like it's just it's one of those matchup kind of things that don't because their defense like both these teams are very good teams in their own right the matchup for how Michigan State versus Penn State play leans more Penn State, especially at home. 
And Michigan State's defense, as good as it is, does not force a lot of turnovers. There are a lot of turnovers. So I'm not sure where they're going to get the extra possessions. With a short number like half, it's not going to be hard to see where Penn State gets an extra five or six threes to Michigan State's twos and covers it just based on uh, the threes they've made. Yeah, Michigan State, uh, two and seven against the spread this year. I think they got a lot of respect from that Gonzaga game, and I'm not sure the numbers really come down quite enough. Everybody was talking about them as a top ten team after a couple of early good early games. Yeah, I'm not saying they're a bad team. Yes, yeah, you had those two games, and, and I'm not saying they're a bad team, but I think those maybe uh, – well, A, like we're talking about Gonzaga. You know, they definitely have some clear weaknesses this year. Gonzaga's still a good team as well, but not the Gonzaga of, of old. And we always talk about, right, there's always a, a five games a year where you play way over your head and five games a year where you don't. Michigan State's definitely got a couple of those in the right spot against the right team. Kudos to them for those, you know, couple big yeah. wins. But in general, I don't think that's – what we see to their other appearances, they may not be that good of a team. They may be a little bit weaker than that. That's going to make winning a lot of games in the Big Ten on the road difficult to do um, in this situation. So uh, you are recommending to people to lay the four and a half with Penn State there, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you one other one here. 8 p.m. Central, UConn at Florida. I'm going to grab the plus four with Florida. It's an A-grade pick to the model. My analysis on this one is simple. I assume that if I were picking Florida, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to want to write in the comments how good UConn is and how they're going to run away with this game. And I just have to remind people that winning on the road in college basketball, not easy to do. Winning on the road by a decent number is not the easiest thing to do. This game really reminds me of Virginia-Michigan from last week where that was a tight one-possession game. I do believe Virginia – did Virginia win that game? I think yeah, by, by one. Won the game, didn't cover. And yeah. I think we're looking at a similar situation here. The Florida could easily just win this game, or UConn could easily win by one or two or three. And of course, two by four. None of this matters because we push. Um, but I, I just think there's a, a as good as UConn has looked, and I think they are a fantastic team. I think. It, this isn't a trap. I don't believe that Vegas gives traps. I think what Vegas is saying is. We're going to set the number at four, and we know there's going to be a bunch of people that bet on UConn. They don't need any more money on that, and I think they know that if they were to make this number any higher, they would start getting way, way, way too much Florida money. So I think they're setting the number in this range just to try to keep – not that they need 50-50 perfectly, but I think they're setting the number here saying this is a pretty good number. We're going to keep it relatively balanced, and I think that that the the – the common person, the average Joe is going to be on UConn. That doesn't mean that Florida is going to win this game. Again, there's no locks in gambling. I just think if they play this game 10 times, I think that Florida is going to hang in there, make this a one-score game, maybe win by the six of them. And I think this number is it, what people would call a trap and say don't fall for the trap of laying with UConn. I don't think it's exactly what's happening, but it's what's happening I think is kind of similar to that. So I'm going to grab the four of Florida should be a great game. One that should be on your TV screens for sure. Uh, but I think getting points here with Florida and what should be a tight contest makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Florida at home is tough, uh, tough, tough to beat, tough to beat by a number like this too. And like UConn has been playing out of their mind all season. And yeah. at some point they're not, they're going to have one of those bottom five games where they just, Threes aren't going, shots aren't going in. Somebody gets so go go gets fouled, trouble, and doesn't play a lot, or so, stuff like that happens. And this very well could be one of those games. 
Yeah, and of course it'll happen in conference play a couple times as well, randomly. And they and when those games happen, they tend to happen on the road. You tend to only do like maybe one of those. Uh, if you talk about your five games you're going to perform, it tends to be that four of them are on the road and one of them's at home, right? You don't yeah. tend to do it at home as often. Not that it's impossible. Uh, I'm not saying that they necessarily do that or, or not. It's just that you know, like you said, Florida's a tough place to play. Um, it's a long road trip. You know, it's same time zone, but it's still a long trip. Uh, so grabbing the four, I think, before that makes a lot of sense. And that'll take us to overtime. Uh, Jake, I know I picked that you were just chomping at the bit to get grabbing a yeah. ton of points. 9 p.m. Central with Cal State Northridge getting 14 points at Fresno State. This is an A grade according to the model, which says it should only be 11, 11 and a half. So we're getting some extra value here. And a game that we're not expecting a lot of points in either. Total sitting uh, around 126 and a half. And Simon actually predicts 123. So another game that the model would like going under on here, just thinking it's going to be a low, slow game. Jake, why do you like grabbing 14 points with Cal State Northridge? Like, first off, don't watch this one. Just a terrible game. And you may not be not able to. <laughs> well, the Mountain West app, like you, that's you true. That, it'll be on there. Uh, you know, and it's not just because these teams play the speed of smell. It's they do that, and their offenses are terrible. Uh, Fresno State at least has a pretty good defense, but they've not won a game by more than fourteen all year. Um, mm-hmm. That just seems to be their limit. That includes a D two school that they beat by thirteen. Wow. Uh, so like, and Northridge and. Northridge has two wins on the year against D2 schools. That doesn't matter. Um, but all, all their other games, besides a weird Michigan game, where they lost by they lost by eight or less in each of those other games, such when Central Michigan just ran them out of the gym. Uh, and there's not really a player on either side that really scares you. Um, there's not much about this game that is watchable. It's just I would think uh, this is another one that if shake and bake, I would, I would do the under and take the points because mm-hmm. I just don't think Fresno yeah. has the ability or the pace or the want to to win by more than 14. I think they like getting up 10 and just taking the air out of the ball. I'd be absolutely great grabbing the points here and the under. Either and or both, I think, makes yeah. a lot of sense. I'm going to give you one more overtime game here. Also a late win, 9 p.m. Central Denver at Sacramento State. Going to lay the four with Sacramento State here. Um Sideline is 4-0, backing Denver, 3-1, fading Denver. So it's had a pretty good handle on this Denver team. Overall, it's pegged both teams pretty well. It's just a great spot, in my opinion, to lay a short number with the home team. It's one of my favorite spots, you'll probably know. Sideline says it should be five. And again, there's just a lot of ways to cover a short number like that when you got what I think is the better team in Sacramento State. Not by a lot, but by a little bit at home. It's a late one. It's probably not going to get a lot of love, but I think laying the four. This is one of those games where I don't know what the number is going to do, but there's probably not going to be a lot of money invested on it. So I think it would be really easy to move this number with not a lot of money because the books would be afraid. The books, sometimes they move the money because they're trying to balance things out. You know, They don't want to take too much of a risk. Sometimes they move it because when they see a little bit of money, they they have to say maybe we're missing something and we need to adjust because someone with confidence is moving it, right? I don't think it's going to take a lot of money to move this line. People aren't going to be talking about this of all the Wednesday games. So I don't know where this one will be later on, but I think laying a short number like four makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't be surprised if this is out to five, five and a half or something um, by close. It's probably where it should be. So grabbing the four makes a lot of sense in that one, in my opinion. Yeah, I like I like the Sacramento State team. Uh, I think it's going to – decent ways better than this Denver team uh, as I think we'll find that out at the end of the year yeah all right well that's all we've got then for your Wednesday game Jake any parting words no it's just a great night of basketball happening all over again and I love it 
Yep. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks of the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. Let's drop right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.